0: your comic media guides podcast i'm zach and i'm richie welcome 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 and is this episode six can you believe it i can't
1: believe it this is crazy uh we're in for a treat uh oh. this is this was one like we kind of just threw this together because of uh right now in the world there's kind of a mania kind of rekindled yep. um uh, another cycle a flame of a lost love yes. batted with, with air, now ignited once more. Exactly. Um, we, are, we are traveling down the sewers in New mm. York, and we're going to visit four of our best green buddies.
0: Radical, radical, <laughs>
1: radical, radical. That's right. We are going to see the original Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles from 1990. Oh, um, love this movie. Let me tell you the tales of the tape. This release date was March 30th, 1990, directed by... With a tiny asterisk, Steve Barron. Yep. Um, and then we had a budget of $13.5 million. And it's important to note it's only $13.5 yeah, million. Dollars. That's really, really cheap. Uh, with a box office take-home of $202 million. Right.
0: Yeah, that's, uh, that's a little bit uh, cash right yes, there. Yes,
1: making it the highest grossing independent film of all time, up until, all the way up until Blair Witch Project I'm kicks scared. it out of of oh. contention. Zach, why don't you take us back through time?
0: Excellent. All right. So if you were going to go see this in the uh, movie theaters, you may be listening to the hit number one song at the time in 1990 black velvet by alana miles
1: thank you for sending that to me and burning it into my skull again i had forgot i'd like drop that out of my memory bank and you just... uh, yeah
0: i had to uh, reacquaint myself because i went <laughs> alana set. who what? Uh, yeah no. what? <laughs> and then i was like oh this song okay so um and the previous weekend movie uh, the number one movie the weekend that this came out was teenage mutant Ninja turtles it overtook um, this movie, but the previous number one was Pretty Woman, oh, with Julia Roberts and Richard Gere. Wow, so that classic was number two this weekend. Mm-hmm. And then uh, this is kind of interesting. This is very interesting. Okay. Um, the history on this day, the March thirtieth, nineteen ninety, the day that Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles came out the great jack nicholas the famous golf player Uh uh-huh makes his debut at the pga seniors tour This his very first day um in the new seniors tour oh wow and i'm like hmm there's a golf joke later is it all connected (laughs) join us
1: (laughs) let's find out well like you said the movie is starting real quick though we gotta give us our rating system for those that may have may uh be uh new here our rating system is how many tickets we buy one being uh not so great just kind of for me and zach or five where we're like everybody's got to come we're taking everyone we know so zach how many tickets are you buying for this movie
0: uh so for this one i'm going to go uh four tickets on this one i think this is a uh, really great movie i think it really holds up Mm -hmm. i think that um if you're somebody from the 90s when you saw this, uh, of course you're going to love it. It's going to bring back that nostalgia. But I think that it's such a well-made movie that uh, if you just enjoy movies, you're going to enjoy this.
1: And Zach, I will one-up you. I am buying five whole tickets All for this right. film. It there is, it is. Uh, after re-watching this, I've watched this probably 280. 280- 85 oh, yeah. times easily. Oh, yeah. Um, but after kind of analyzing this, I recognize that this movie, this film, may be responsible all the way up to right now. Why, I ha- why I'm a participant in this podcast. It's where I fell in love with comic book movies. It's it opened great. up my eyes to understand what it could be, and I might not have understood that right at the time.
0: Well, and I think that uh, we'll get into it as we get into the movie, but I think this movie was uh, ahead of its time. When it was made, mm-hmm. I think that the director, Steve Barron, uh, we both talked about how we listened to his commentary. F- yes, for this. you can find that on YouTube. Uh, and he, that and we both think that he was pretty visionary because, like, he says stuff that we hear all the time now from the Marvel directors, the DC directors. Yes. Um, but that was that was this is in the 80s. This is in the late 80s, early 90s. And so we're talking, this is way before any of that. Almost
1: so, 30 years before yeah, it really Yeah, so back then something. it was
0: crazy, but now it's just old hat. And that's one of the things I find really interesting about this movie, before we jump in.
1: Oh yeah, well, it looks like the movie is about to start, so let's go get our seats and we'll check it out.
0: Hit play now. Right. All right, so uh, we got uh, the New Line Cinema logo coming up here. I mean, this is classic, for, the house that Freddie built. For for people
1: that may not know, New Line Cinema, to me, as a kid, I thought was might as well have been Fox or Warner Brothers. Sure. But this is comparable to your A24 now. Uh, slightly independent and starting on the rise of bringing real um, risky films to light. Yep. Not not Almost not scared of um, kind of outside the box kind of mentality no this was and without them we don't have this movie
0: uh so right here uh this opening shot you learn from the steve Barron commentary that they did this after they had shot the movie he had shot a different opening uh with turtle shells coming out of uh, the sewer in the original teaser trailer you could still see some of that footage uh, but they did this in New York to kind of give it more of that New York feel, because a lot of this film was shot in uh, North, North Carolina, Carolina. Yep. and some of it was shot in New York. And as a kid, you you didn't notice that. But now as you do, it's so amazing and interesting as a movie fan to see how they just put in little snippets of New York scenery or parts and then switch to uh, North Carolina. So this was just a great way to kind of establish these kids and all that.
1: Yes. Um. As I was saying earlier, this is, this is a little, the little engine that could, Uh, this was shown to, and I quote, Walt Disney, Columbia, Universal, MGM, Orion, Fox, and Paramount. And all of them said no to this movie.
0: Yeah. I think it was too dark, weird. Right. And And one of the things I read was that people kept saying this was a monster movie. We don't want a monster movie.
1: Right. Well, and not only that, but the very, very tiny, um, glimpses we've seen of, comic book films uh are currently flopping okay um we had he-man come out and howard the duck both of which uh did not do great in the box office regardless of your thought about them they just didn't make money no and uh that was scaring a lot of companies at the time doing this, those are
0: box tvs everybody those are not flat screens. (laughs) so those are
1: there is a bit of hurt when you watch this film about how Things just on the pulse it was when i watched it first and now sure. it looking like a bit of a old school let's go way back in time oh, kind yeah. of thing
0: well and, and that's the thing that this is definitely a snapshot of uh you know late 80s early 90s and i love that Uh love the interior here this is a very you know uh i remember watching this growing up going you know ooh, they could have burger king and burger stereos. king placements yes yes and sponsorship was huge to make this movie happen yes.
1: Not afraid to put out any type of um, promotion that they could just to, to continue on. Exactly. Here we have the great Judith Hogue uh, playing our famed April O'Neil.
0: Uh, yeah, she's fantastic in this. Uh, and right here uh, we got a little look at her uh, yellow trench coat from you know giving a nod to the show and to the. Judith
1: hated. The idea of the yellow uh, jumpsuit and actually didn't like her hair permed up. Uh, she thought that her hair looked like Steven Tyler.
0: <laughs> I mean, if you look in the comics, uh, the hair perfect. is pretty permed. It, perfect, yes. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's very it's, permed. It,
1: well, and even the times, uh, it's not that far off.
0: Well, And now, already, and I know uh, it's one of the things that uh, some of our fans have already said, Zach, are you going to talk about how good the writing is here? Yes, I am. Mm-hmm. Because even right there, that little wrap sequence is going to show back up later uh here we have sam rockwell and skeet ulrich yep uh the great uh actors from scream and mm-hmm. uh, galaxy quest green mile
1: yep uh sam rockwell you might remember as being completely wasted by the mcu
0: oh yeah <laughs> and then i love this uh baron said that you know this was a way to save money but also to have a clever ninjas are going to go undercover of darkness yes so like you know you know, clever ways to get away around that budget instead of having big action fight scenes all the time. Uh,
1: yes. In um, Baron's commentary, he does talk a lot about um, the problem with finances. And as you can imagine, just by looking at it with $13.5 million in the budget, you got to assume that New York shots and the turtles is Hard where big. all that yeah. money went. Mm-hmm. You know, uh, they paid a little bit of money for Corey Feldman up front as he was in his prime to kind of the biggest a, star in this yeah, movie, solidify. Which is Um, and, uh, but they, they genuinely, um, had to, to work around problems. And in my opinion, and it will be a theme throughout this whole movie for me is passion with, uh, creativity to execution, right? Creates art. Yeah. That's the, that's to me, the equation. And what makes it so special.
0: Oh, no, absolutely. I Re- mean, that's what Baron is doing. Like, right right here, we're now getting an establishing shot of this beautiful set of the sewer. Mm-hmm. We have this awesome music. Come on. Uh, he doesn't love this.
1: Genuinely, yes. It's tough for me not to lose my mind every time I'm listening to this, but...
0: Again, and, like, this is clever. Uh, we see just the shadows first of the turtles, mm-hmm. and now we're going to get the... Um, what are these creatures? They're the Teenage <laughs> Mutant Ninja Turtles. Now,
1: like we're about to be exposed to these puppets and things like that, but let's really quick talk about how these guys are created. This is top of the art technology and this movie dies. It, it lives or dies in the hands of the great Jim Henson. Yep. Um, these Brian Henson and Brian, uh... yes, yes. And it's genuinely not going to work if they don't do this right. Um, and even all of like the hype and things like that, if these turtles didn't look and and you can say that with today's eye, you potentially don't see it. Um, yeah. I think when I watch this movie, that I constantly have the lens of the nine-year-old me that watched this. Absolutely, but but I feel like they're so good that they make it believable. Oh yeah, and that is a that's a feat.
0: Uh, Sally Menke right there. This is her first job. Uh, you may recognize her as the, uh, editor of all the Quentin Tarantino movies. Yeah.
1: She's one of the biggest editors in Hollywood today. She was fired from this film,
0: which is crazy. (laughs) crazy. Um, but again, so now we're starting with this little, uh, seed here with, uh, uh, splinter and the turtles and it's dark. It's
1: the voice for splinter is Kevin clash. Also the puppeteer working for Jim Henson studios.
0: Yep, And, uh, Back then, it was really funny, one of the big things that people were worried about was how dark this movie was. But it's a, That's a theme a sewer, throughout the whole thing. Yes, but if you're going to live in a sewer, if you're going to have to live off of the light bulbs and the, you know, yep. uh, stuff that you just find. um, I love this. And again, everything in this movie, every line, everything is going back to either the plot or to the characters of who they are. Right. You see all the way... That Ralph Ralph is away from everybody and he's angry. You see that Leo is the one given the r- report. You see Mikey's going to be ordering a pizza. Yeah, and not... like this is all going into who these people are.
1: Correct. It's already trying to give you everything they can. Um, the thing about this movie that Steve Bannon I think took um, that that now t- now today we just take advantage of right. Yeah. But before it was it, it was a time where he believed in the original content yes he carried from the actual comic book and of course the television show that had already inspired all of us kids yeah but you, i don't but know about right. you but my first exposure to the turtles was the cartoon
0: that's the yeah absolutely
1: it was this movie that led me to understand that they had a darker tone yes. and led me to comic books
0: yes and i loved it as a kid i loved this movie and i went i want more of this please and people said oh the comics and now i'm a teenage Mutant sure. turtles fanatic <laughs> right Ah, so, so totally.
1: Yes. Uh, each one of these ca- uh, characters is run by several people, so I wanted to quickly highlight all of those. Um, Leo is played by three people. Brian Tochi, mm. who is the um, voice actor. David Foreman, who is actually the uh, martial arts or person in the suit. And then there's Martin P. Robinson, who is working the face. Okay, yep. Okay. And then we have Raph. Raph is actually played, voiced by Josh Pice, um, and he's uh, in the suit as well. Yeah. Josh also suffers from claustrophobia.
0: Which is a bummer. <laughs> I,
1: I can't figure out <laughs> how he did this movie. No. Um, but the, his voice, the reason Raph has a Brooklyn accent is because of Josh. Yeah. Um, uh, wonderful there. Uh, oh, his so good. His uh, His... Uh, martial artist was david green uh, um his martial artist was ken trome mm. and then uh the man working the face is david greenway
0: and uh right we're coming up on an iconic scene here absolutely uh i was gonna say richie has a shirt of this i do uh, yes i want to get this shirt <laughs> there they made hats this is a very famous line for people who have seen this movie yes also Pizza another dude's got 30 seconds
1: <laughs> also uh a quick little shout out is that mikey's about to deliver a pizza to himself
0: which i love i love that all little...
1: four of the actors in the suits get a cameo within the film Yep. um
0: Donatello's thinking about something in depth. He, Mikey's just loving it. In. Yep, just Love does that. let
1: right, right over his head.
0: Thirteen dollars for a pizza? Yeah, <laughs> take me back. Can, can we can take we go back, back to thirteen dollars for a pizza? <laughs> I'm just I'm sorry. I just had to give that for a moment. I ordered yes. a pizza a couple of weeks ago.
1: So right here is Robbie wrist. He is the person in the suit for Mikey. um is- Michael's. Uh, I'm sorry. That's Michael Sisty. Sorry, mm. Robbie Wrist is the voice. Got that? That's that right there is Michael Sisty. Mac Wilson is your um, uh, your uh, face uh, face actor on this. Face,
0: yeah. Uh, no, but that's great. That's, a, that's fun little um nods to give them. Yes. And uh, I also heard with in the commentary that the what you're talking about the face actors they would be mimicking the lines that the turtles would supposed to be saying. So if you actually saw all of this, be you know before they did the sound editing, there would be two different voices doing, mm-hmm. um, the 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 lines. Yes, which would have been crazy. S- to and figure. I can't
1: imagine the whirring and like humming sounds coming out of these turtles all the time.
0: No, oh, cute! <laughs> I love uh, and I get right here. See and watching this a couple times, I love that he's there eating pizza that makes it more real. Yes. Um, Baron. this makes a lot of sense now. Baron said that he made Critters as a homage to it came out in 1984, which mm-hmm. is the year the Turtles were made. And also these guys are Critters. And yes. for some weird reason, in the 80s when this was being pitched, the only thing that people could think about was that this was a monster movie. Not yes. a superhero movie. Not a cartoon movie. It's like a monster movie. So that was kind of his... Uh, mm. Right here, this is New York City. And then they're going to change when they get into the park to North Carolina. And yep. that's really smart editing right there.
1: Coming up to a legendary meeting of Raphael and Casey M.F. Jones. Yep. <laughs> Very excited. Elias Cotius is.
0: Love, <sighs> love him since I was a kid. Uh, I was going to ask when. What was your uh, ranking as a kid of favorite characters um, Mm -hmm. of the Turtles and Casey, and what are they now?
1: Um, So, for me, (laughs) Mikey has always been my favorite character, and to this day, he still remains as such. I like that, uh, the concept of him. I like... Uh, I found quickly that I'm not a violent person, but I like to observe violence as more of a dance or something. Sure. And the nunchucks lend to that very much. Sure. Um, whereas, like, Casey and Raph here are brutes. They There's are. not, like, flashiness. It's kind of, let's do this kind of thing. But.
0: Uh, it's so funny because. Um... Raphael is the turtle. Is one of the car- when everyone says what's the superhero you're most like? Yes. I think I'm most like Raphael. Right <laughs> is, uh, but as a kid, I loved Leo and yes. Casey Jones. Yes, uh, but now I'm more of a Raph, uh Leo person. So, but uh-huh. it, that's changed over you know as you grow up. So, but, but
1: genuinely, this this, this so version fun. of Casey is the version of Casey I see in everything.
0: It's perfect. It's it, this is
1: I will forever compare anyone that tries to take on the character of Casey Jones, to the brilliant work of Elias here.
0: Uh, I don't think there's been a better Casey yet.
1: No, there's not. Uh, and we're not the only ones that think that. Kevin Eastman is on record saying that that is the quintessential Casey Jones.
0: It's great. Um, it's right from the comics. He loves sports. You might and... have just
1: missed it there, but I wanted to point out that the voice acting, uh, they did a bad dub there.
0: Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm.
1: And he, Mikey says, well... But it's Raph standing there. That, <laughs> it's a great dub.
0: That is great. Uh, this was a little fun moment where uh, Steve Barron and one of the writers were talking about putting in a British joke because they're both British. Mm-hmm. Uh, so that's what the cricket is. But it does go into the character because the point of him in the comics and in the movie um, and as a character is that he knows everything about every sport. Mm-hmm. That's his thing. That's the superpower. Uh,
1: there's yep. There's, there's
0: Raphael. Our, yep. Josh. Uh, Talking to Raphael.
1: <laughs> Josh is also a bit actor in almost every movie you've ever seen. Yeah, a he's, lot of stuff. He's yeah. in a ton of stuff.
0: But but um and I will say that uh, I I think that Raph is the best acted of the turtles. Uh, I yes.
1: I I that is very easily to agree with you there. Um uh that damn there blew my world, both the first time he said it and the second one where the earth shakes. Yep. Uh Just the coolest thing ever for, like, a 12-year-old.
0: Oh, yeah. So good. Absolutely. Uh, And right here, this is a scene that I just think is a beautiful scene and keeps this movie, um, holds up to today. Back then, this was a really weirdly dark-lit scene with a rat talking to a turtle. Correct, yes. That's what people thought about it. In today's world, it's a father and son Talking late at night, he wants to sneak in. His mm-hmm. dad is a is a sensei, so he's going to have um candles all around him. Why would there be floodlights? Why would there be candy and all this stuff? But that's what they wanted back then. And Baron said no. And this was one of those scenes where he fought for it. And I see why he fought for it because it's a beautiful scene.
1: It is, and it does carry weight in a thing that would doesn't have weight unless you give it to it, right? It's, yes. Well, at the end of the day, they're mutant turtles that are run around and even further they're puppets that don't do anything or exactly. show all that much mo- emotion mo- but you're you're taking a risk here by doing this the close-up shots the the sentimental feeling and emotions uh there's this scene and then there's the scene where uh we'll get to later where raf's truly upset yeah and loses his father that really messes like oh yeah i think it 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 adds weight to the film that 100. may not be there um while we deal with april and her boss geez just walking into her house
0: yeah i was gonna say um and i guess there's uh stuff online where between the lines they're having a relationship (laughs) okay
1: and it's (laughs) he is very comfortable just kind of like showing up at her house it's one of those
0: like they never talk about it and that's why she's like so comfortable with Danny and all this stuff. So I never saw that as a kid, Mm -hmm. but I could see that. I just think of it as like, I don't know. It was the eighties
1: for, for the kids watching the book he's doing. He's actually reading a book. He has to open the pages to do so. And then he puts on what's called a Walkman. Yep. A Walkman. And, uh, that's the parents at the time thought that that was like killing us, that we were like never in, in the moment, I know that you're watching this on a YouTube screen that you haven't like lifted your head up in a moment. And You're like, "What do you mean, not part of the world?" They were really concerned with that in the '90s.
0: Um, and it's just so funny because I'm like, "Oh, I would love to see kids with headphones reading everywhere around the, <laughs> yes. the country. That'd <laughs> yes. be so great."
1: Mm-hmm. Excellent acting for no reason on this. I love it. <laughs> um,
0: the chief of police is great, and I was gonna say that this April B plot, I love that because watching this a couple times for sure. the show. I got to see that it's not the most crazy, in-depth, you know, sophisticated plot ever. But it does, underneath the big A plot with the turtles and the fun and all that, go A, B, C, done. Right. By the end of the movie. And Uh by the end of the movie, everything comes together. And that's why this movie, I think, is really good. Is because you have an A plot and a B plot, which is what you usually have. Uh And a lot of kids' movies, they don't do a lot with the B plot. They don't care about it. It just gets the A plot saves the B plot, something like that happens. But this time it's just natural Mm -hmm. in which is just a really good movie. And that's what I, yeah. Oh, here he is. James
1: Soto doing a excellent shredder. Uh, everything about it.
0: Great introduction. Great shot. And I love this. He's still mad. He's going to put on his hat.
1: (laughs) Um, while we deal with this, I wanted to talk about, uh, how many people play Donnie? Or Donatello. Oh, yeah. He's the uh, most uh, people working on it. Ooh, Danny, what'd you do? Danny! So, uh, Donnie is Corey Feldman. You can hear that in the voice. That's pretty easy. Um, David Rudman is the man in the suit. Ernie Reyes Jr. is the man in the suit when he needs to do karate. You'll know him as Kino.
0: From the second movie. From the second movie. Yep.
1: And then Reggie Barnes is actually the... um, skateboarder.
0: Okay. So anytime yep. you
1: see him on skateboard, that's a different person. So. All right. And I, I think I said David was part of the thing, but David's actually the face. The that's, face. Yeah, okay. he's the
0: yeah. face. No, but, but what, the point is that there's a lot of people <laughs> to get this magic to work. Because it looks and it feels like there's an actual creature walk around, but there's yes. tons of wires and gizmos and people off screen making this work.
1: Mm-hmm. Splinter, um, Kevin Clash, Ricky Boyd, and Robert T- Tigner... Robert is his feet.
0: Oh, man. <laughs>
1: Anytime you see his feet, that's a whole other person.
0: And come on, you're a load. And
1: Baron explained during his commentary here that there's like uh, trickery with the film speed here. Yes. Uh, um, they the, they
0: uh, slowed it down or, or slowed it, uh, made it faster mm-hmm. for the fighting scene.
1: Yes. So when you're seeing the turtles fight, you're seeing a guy in a rubber suit with a very light backpack on. Yes. And able to jump, kick around, and move. When you're seeing a turtle talk, what you're seeing is a guy with a suit on with a heavy, heavy backpack on. Oh, yeah. With a bunch of gears and, uh, uh, levers and just all sorts of stuff to make a turtle look like he's moving and can talk
0: again great shot awesome shot there. this is our
1: first chance to actually see a turtle like do the kicking and stuff like that
0: yep and, and if th- you could tell he, the face is in a stationary uh fighting pose yes yes uh but when you're a kid you're watching all the kicks of the fighting you're just you're not looking at that yeah uh but but you're right it's yeah and what? i yeah i love the way that this was shot and the yes. darkness, the, um, and the, and Barrett said it was very much like Hong Kong cinema and you can feel that.
1: Well, and he also took away from the only successful, um, uh, comic book movie at the time, uh, which is he rips from Tim Burton. Oh
0: yeah. And mm-hmm.
1: Batman 89. Yep. Yeah. Uh, Batman 89 had kind of set the stage for how are you going to make the ridiculous look cool? And the answer was turn off the lights.
0: <laughs> yeah.
1: <laughs> turn it down.
0: Yeah. All this. Yeah
1: a wonderful scene
0: okay <laughs> okay <laughs> why uh and again the banter between them this is really good uh it, a lot's mm. been said about the new turtles and about how they were actual teenagers in the new mutant mayhem movie that has come yes. out uh since uh, yeah. making this uh um recording But I do think that the writing was going for that in the 90s. Yes. Um, It may be real, you know, young men in the suits or whatever. Right. But the writing was still trying to get that, you know, bickering, the the fighting, the weirdness. The thing thing that has always
1: happened uh, with Turtles until Mutant Mayhem was that it was older men trying to figure out what kids sounded like versus the kids telling us what they sound like. Right. Yeah. So I will tell you, if you watch this, we didn't necessarily talk like this but we started to because of the film.
0: Yes. Yes, exactly. Uh, this is a <laughs> hilarious scene.
1: Again, great acting going around, a lot of been, set work.
0: She is like Luke Skywalker on a 4-foot set with all the puppets and uh <laughs> yes. So,
1: um there are the the sets are built with holes in the ground so the puppetry can do their magic and kind of move things around.
0: And then this, I remember as a kid loving this, um, scene and, uh, I'm sure you have it in your notes, but, uh, Brian Henson, uh, directed a lot of these little cutaways with a super eight camera, which is a very old school, very grainy, yes. um, one shot, one take, not high tech at all, but that's why it looks so cool coming up here.
1: Yeah. And there's actually a couple of one shot, one takes in this movie that were going to make or break. The scenario
0: yeah uh they use real live turtles uh splinter here in a second is going to be a puppet mm-hmm. but all the turtles that you're going to see running around until they talk are going to be um real turtles so that's kind of crazy yeah. to try and figure that out <laughs> correct
1: when we get into this um we can talk about jim henson and his brilliant work because of how great this puppet work does look yes um it is uh jim henson was approach with it and I genuinely think he took it on as an engineer. Yes. He was like, I want to do this for the science of it all. Can I pull it off? Because yes. when you talk to Jim, he's actually quite against violence. And this is probably the most violent thing he's ever done. Exactly. And yes. um and and that's why I brought up the fact that I'm actually not a violent person but do enjoy violence, which is sure. weird. But um But I've kind of recognized it as, like, I like to be entertained, and violence to me should be treated like a mystical dragon. It shouldn't be something that's so real. Sure. Um, And uh, I'm happy that Henson did, even with his apprehension to that, pulled Um, it off.
0: Oh, yeah. I mean, this is some of the best stuff right here with the the little pizza.
1: (laughs) This is your baby Grogu before Grogu ever existed. Yep. Yep.
0: And but, these are all Jim Henson and Brian Henson, who would later on in the 90s go on and do the two uh, big, uh, well, the couple big Muppet movies. Yeah, uh, now there's a few now. Space, uh, Muppet Treasure Island, Muppet Christmas Carol. And mm-hmm. he also was one of the big people behind uh, Farscape. Yes. Ah, there they are. Though the you turtles. can't, uh,
1: you can see it now. And even Baron was like hesitant to bring it up, but the turtles are looking through. Um, very very tiny eye eye slits underneath their masks. Yes. and you can see them in certain shots really and things hard, like yep. that. Um, but again, the thing I want to reiterate several times throughout this film is the idea of what they were trying to accomplish. Yeah. Um, and just like. The creation of the turtles. The the craziest thing about this is this is a shot of the comic book panel. It's ridiculous. Well,
0: yeah, one hundred percent. The um, antique store. Uh, coming out of the sewers. Yep. This this joke works. This is just it's, great. Everything works fine.
1: Yeah. <laughs> and again, this is this sounds more like teenagers kind of Something like that. And
0: this is the turtles at the time. That was their big thing.
1: But getting back to it, like I said, what they're doing is just like the first, just like the idea of the creation of the Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles. No one believes in it. No one. And a a random few do. And they say, I don't care how many times you say, no, I'm going to do it. And then they come out with something that I think comparatively has so much heart compared to even your big box office movies now. Oh yeah. That it blows it away.
0: At a fraction of the cost. Yes. The the, the heart, the ingenuity, all yeah. of that had to be taken on, and Steve Barron understood that. And that's why this movie still works today, because mm-hmm. he tried to figure out, and he even talks about it, he talks about some of the great movies like Jaws, and, you know, how to hide things, and not show things, and um, still keep true to the comics and the cartoon, but also make it its own thing. And, like, you know, he totally understood how to make a really good movie.
1: Yeah, and... I again, uh-huh. with the writing and the thing that you were explaining there, like here we have um, spoiled kids having fun, not yes. understanding with a real weight of consequence. Um, just have lived their whole lives in a sewer. Uh, they get to go out and they have a party. They don't really necessarily care that, you know, their master has tried to teach them discipline. And we're about to see the repercussions of that. And yes. then the next time they meet April, they're changed. They're, They're lost They're They're
0: all happy. They're leaving in a good mood. Mm -hmm. And next when we see them, it's going to break your heart. If you've never seen the movie, hopefully you have, you
1: have, because we are going to talk all over this thing. Yes. Yes, we will.
0: Um, But every time I see it, no matter how many times when he comes to the door, just, uh, but uh, but you were saying this is going to be the Raphael.
1: This is the scene that I think, again, brings more weight to it. And it's because of Baron's risk taking that this happens. Um, I'm sure Henson was like, no, pull away from the puppet, pull away from the puppet. He's like, no, no, let's
0: lean in. Yes. And uh, he said that he brought the camera slower, made it like six frames per second as it's- they got closer. So that's why it looks so crazy,
1: but look, but it works so well. But look at that. Look at the drama in this. It's uh, This is, as we move along in the Turtles franchise, that's completely lost. Yeah. Yes. This weight, this gravity of, of worry or scare that is removed entirely. Oh, the Somberness again, this is puppets and they, they pull it off to me. It's oh. like,
0: yeah. Every time he says splinter, it just, oh yeah. And again, now we go back to the B plot. Is it as exciting as the turtles and all that? No, but we need to know what's going on behind the scenes. And- we saw that the kid got, um, arrested and now he's going to be used as leverage against the father who's her boss. And this is all between the lines. It's not spelled out. It's not a big part of the movie, but it's something that you that just adds it to make it, um, you know, a real movie. And helps, yeah, helps create a real movie, like you said. Um, that was an insert of New York. Uh-huh. Again, a lot of these are on sets, but when you put that in there, you go, oh, they're in New York, and they're waking up. Uh-huh. And that's so huge for movies, is yeah. putting in those little hints, which I think is uh, very smart
1: my boss i'll answer him in my ninety. it's fine
0: <laughs> again like i said i there's some merit to the to the theory
1: i like the theory i wonder Unlike if it, the elvis uh, i was gonna say i wonder if that's a if that was a jessica's take or if it was um like uh steve Barron, yeah or judith's take or who who decided april was a huge elvis fan
0: that yeah and now we know why is he uh, coming in all hot in the morning, being like, you can't be on this, you know, story mm-hmm. anymore. We know. Oh, And Danny's going to see the first of the turtles. Yeah, they're ninjas, so they can That's right. uh, figure all this out. I love the, uh, I think this joke works here, too, when I don't want you to see my unsightly bathtub rig.
1: <laughs> Again, though what is charles doing in her bathroom like could you give her a second man That's she just woke up
0: <laughs> yeah
1: you don't have to be in there
0: and i'm like wow you gotta have some uh, upper body strength and, uh, Wow. <laughs> uh,
1: the sid shirt is from the comic books the uh, yep. eastman and laird had uh illustrated a thug with a sid
0: shirt and uh, Steve Barrett is a huge uh, music uh, video director. We're going to talk about that later on mm-hmm. here, uh, but that that works. The decaf. That's yeah. Um, again, back in New York, just to give some of that, you know, some of that feel. Uh, and you know, if you're in New York and your kid leaves, you can't park your car anywhere and go yep. after him. So this is a really. Uh, a really crappy thing to do to her dad but you know <laughs> yeah, yes that's the whole point
1: i would argue um what is our uh, famous editor's name sally menke i would argue that even though she upset all of the studio execs the reason this movie is feels so much like new york is her brilliant work at editing
0: oh yeah the editing is great the baron fighting to go and um uh, get the shots in new york this and, is where we have and as a kid in the 90s come on this is I mean, this, I just, genuinely,
1: this is the most I, I was like, holy cow. I want to join the foot. Y- uh, yep. <laughs> it,
0: this is, you know,
1: we have kids smoking in this right now. We, we have got bo-
0: just boxes of soda. Come on. Yeah. When you're a kid, ah, the great Sam Rockwell yeah. here. Uh, and there's no railing for that. Uh, that's kind of scary. There's a
1: lot of unnecessary safety rules that violations that are going on in here. Uh, huh can't
0: believe you. Very young Sam Rockwell. Yes.
1: Offering cigarettes to minors.
0: Uh, uh, not good today, but <laughs> back then it was a different time. But here's the
1: thing. This kept me off of cigarettes. Uh,
0: yeah. I was think. like, yeah, I was fine. like, oh, the
1: turtles don't. The, no. the Foot Clan were, smokes. I that's don't so smoke. It's so
0: funny because as a kid, I'm like, video games are okay. Yeah. Uh, Pop's okay. <laughs> yeah. Playing basketball's okay, right? <laughs> that, and they're like, cool. no, it's just like smoking. And I'm yeah. like, okay. Okay. <laughs> I guess I'm a rebel. and Oh, then the back background uh, fight club.
1: Yes. Uh, this is... So Tatsu here, in the original script and novelization, the young boy uh, he attacks uh, dies from the beating. Oh, yeah. The sound of the breathing and the others saying he'd be all right were actually added last minute after the movie, after the board kind of objected to the scene.
0: Yeah, I could see the fighting being way more... Um... For sure. Well, let's talk about the
1: un- the, the big elephant in the room of why I said that Steve Barron, technically directed this, uh, Barron's actually, um, he's actually fired from this film. He's uh, let go at the end. Yep. He's not even allowed at the premiere, which is crazy um, because the execs uh, genuinely were disturbed by the amount of violence in the film. Uh, there's a lot more cutting that happens before it gets from his finished edition to what we see um, in the theaters, um, and it's all due to the idea of there's too much violence.
0: Yes. Um, I'm in the UK, I was going to say, go they, they changed the name, uh-huh. they made uh they This they... is
1: UK and Germany, actually.
0: Yeah, they changed it to Hero Turtles instead of Ninja Turtles. Yep. Um. So, uh, but, I mean, you know, the Shredder is a scary guy, and this is one of the most awesome interest is for a bad guy ever and steve Barron did that he we, understood as as we uh break down comic book films
1: uh one of the things that will be a constant is the commitment to the character yes. right i believe uh that a lot of these characters in a comic book sense make sense because it's fantasy yes. anytime you try to bring rea- realism to it and i do annex animated for this but when you try to do a real live action television or movie show when you put on a ludicrous outfit and have to be over the top you can either uh treat it with nothing and you get fantastic four which steve baron was a part of in the 90s uh, yeah. um you treat it as campy as you can and you get batman 66 yep. or you give us or you find that character's heart and yep. you actually portray something that even as you read as a child, you, you connect to that.
0: Absolutely. Um,
1: we talk about it all the time when you watch power Rangers as a kid, um, versus an adult, as an adult, you see a campy f- weird fight sequencey thing. That's a little w- odd, right? Yes. As a child, you're watching true epic fighting with real weight and, uh, uh, circum uh, uh, consequence in circumstance, yeah. you know, uh, and it's up to the actor to bring that trueness from your childhood yeah. back into something that you can kind of consume as an adult later. Yep. Yes. And allow me to introduce you to the legendary Totsu Yes, doing this, he's, James Satao. Yeah, he's fantastic. Un- unbelievable. The, the
0: costume's fantastic. The, uh, the shooting from the, uh, lower angle- um, the light bouncing off. Uh, like you said, the seriousness of the scene. Shredder and, is
1: portrayed uh, and delivered as an ultimate threat in this.
0: Yes. Yes. I'm all a poor Splinter. Come on.
1: How you gonna, how you going to treat Splinter like that?
0: Yeah. Steve Barrett said that he tried to get the people to keep making Splinter cry more to get that emotion through, mm-hmm. and it kept eating away at the cost. Uh, yeah, her, the but eyes yeah. were melting. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> but, but you need it. Yeah. Because... Uh, it's, you know, he's, it's pretty sad. And then again, so, and now we, as the audience go, oh no, uh, Danny is raising his hand yeah. and we don't need him to say, I know where the turtles are. Cause I've been following. No, no, no. We know it's mm-hmm. been happening in the background. And that's again, good writing and good, um, uh, mm-hmm. movie making. And I think, I, <laughs>
1: uh, this, Oh Mikey. Uh, yeah. This, uh, this, uh, scene, well, no, not this scene, it's, it's later, um, this whole set gets demolished, when I was talking about oh, one, yeah. one shots, also in that scene, which I can't wait till we get to this, so because good. I really want to talk about, um, how, how, uh, naughty that scene must be, because it was banned in a yes. c- couple countries, and, yes, it's, Uh, it's
0: compared to today. It's nothing. It's, it's a commercial for a car uh, today. Yes. And again, right here. So now we know why he's yelling. What's going to, what's kind of coming. We kind of know in the background, especially as an adult, you go, ah, you did something. Your boss told you not to.
1: Right. Well, not only that, but we also see April show us integrity uh, against, uh, oppression, which is something that even in today's world, we, I would like to see more
0: of. Oh yeah. <laughs> uh, Studley, yeah. I and then the, and then when he uh maybe not excellent that's such a great yeah but again um and now we're gonna get into the turtles and the writing and um who they all are. These two are the ones. Oh, you go. Okay, so who fights the most out of yeah. these four? It's going to be re- again. Little nods, little things like that add up, and by the end of the movie, make it great.
1: Well, and this is also the brilliance of them dealing with the original content, right? Yeah, the turtles and the animated series that were going on with Nickelodeon, or er, sorry, it wasn't Nickelodeon at the time, but
0: Fox. Uh,
1: yeah, but those those companies combined. As what they created. So the, yeah. the the comic books are actually quite violent and, and especially in the early days lack identity. Yeah. They're just kind of ninja turtles that fight. Um, it was the cartoon and the heads of a toy company that really playmates that wanted to uh, provide them with identities. So – Every kid out there could get their favorite turtle, and you either had kids that were like, "I have to be Raph, I got to buy all the Raph stuff," or you had the the full collectors, and they were like, "Well, I got to have them all. Yep. You can't just have Raph." Yep. And uh, it was, it was that all combined, and Baron saw it and went, "I need both to make this movie work. Yes, it can't just be." blind turtles fighting for no reason they have to have their identities
0: yeah and and i love that uh right here again um they took the turtle suit to new york to just give a couple scenes but then they switch back to a um set but the editing as we keep saying is great i love even as a kid i love that they were um rooting for the turtle ninja kick
1: the damn rabbit is to this day something i just say all
0: right Yeah. yeah oh
1: Yeah, so this is uh when i come we're about to enter the scenes that were removed from other countries did you know that uh the uk didn't get this scene until 2004
0: wow no that was the release
1: of the unedited version
0: oh wow was 2004 that's crazy um (laughs) Uh, no.
1: 14 years they didn't know that this scene existed in this in this that's, movie.
0: That's, that's pretty crazy. So
1: you're about to watch just something insanely inappropriate for human beings. Good luck as we go through a lot of this. But this is also um, shot for shot. Uh, they did not have enough money to do a ton of takes here. Sure. So anything that's filmed in the apartment scene, especially once the ceiling comes down, that's it. That's yeah, that set.
0: That's it. Yep, exactly. They
1: take it down.
0: And I love that uh, they intercut between them talking about Raph and what's happening with him, and like you said, it adds to the. Like you said, you can see they're on a set there, mm-hmm. but but before when we were there in New York, you know, you don't notice that. Now you're noticing the fights, and that's what mm-hmm. matters. Yeah,
1: you're looking at. They're hoping you're looking at the turtle and not the background. Yep. Also. Not for nothing, but Raph is kicking the crap out of the foot clan.
0: Yeah, so I lo- they're they're great. Good answer. Yep. That's one of the only you know, statistical things is uh, you know, uh more people. Numbers. Yeah. Uh and then uh April is a part time business owner. I'm sorry. <laughs> I'm as someone who's owned businesses before yeah. as a kid, yeah. I just went, Oh, it's nice that's 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 quaint now i go april this is april you really did need the turtles in your life
1: it does make sense that it's shut down because clearly she doesn't have time to keep it open
0: no oh this is a great joke
1: also also another thing that doesn't actually need to be in the film but is there no. because it's part of the original content
0: yep and it gives um And it gives the character moments, and it gives you quieter moments with all these guys.
1: Yeah, do you need to know that April's parents had a... No, no,
0: not really, but it just adds. It just adds, yep. yep. And here we go. So again,
1: all these these ninjas that drop down, this is a one-take stunt. Everybody's coming in and landing. Baron said it was incredible, seeing everybody... Like, there's a spongy thing they land on, but they have to hit their mark.
0: Sure. Well, and like you said, they didn't have a lot of money, so after they built a set or used it, that's
1: this is mikey's i this whole scene right here this is it
0: this is the most violent scene everybody this is inappropriate lots of people in europe didn't see this for years (laughs) yeah because nunchucks nunchucks are are the thing are more dangerous than size or sticks yes or um uh or samurai swords but yes uh, you know all right i also love if you notice uh watching this uh Some of the turtles in the background, their resting faces are pretty hilarious on many reviewings, but speaking of
1: their faces, one of the things that they had to deal with, uh, that they didn't register is that those guys that worked the faces that we've mentioned, um, did it via radio uh, signals, right? And where they were filming was near an airport. And what would happen is as the plane was landing, the radio signals would interfere and then the turtles' faces would just spaz out like crazy. Like nuts, yeah. It's funny listening to Baron talk about it because he's like, he can't help but laugh because it was so funny to watch the turtles like just go, like, air out.
0: To just go crazy, yeah. yeah.
1: But but because of how much money it was costing, because they don't, like, again, that would ruin a take, and they didn't have much money for No, takes.
0: and you just had to keep doing it. Again, um, just crazy how much they, you know, had to barely get away with to get yes. this movie
1: one of the things during this fight scene that I really, really love, and something that I actually uh, carried with uh, for all time that I judge other Turtle movies on, is their banter Yes, when they fight. It is Because these guys talk like brothers fighting. Yes, they do. They're so comfortable in the scene of fighting that they're just literally making jokes and stuff like that while they're in very dangerous situations. I adore it. Oh uh, uh, yeah. It's like having four Spider-Mans at the same time.
0: It, it, it really, yeah, it really is. And you're right. Um, and, and that's what I love too, is each of them have, you know, uh, their own, well, their own it, little personality. And it leads and that itself,
1: it leads itself to, um, comic books, right? Like, of course they're full of banter when they're fighting because they come from the page
0: and you got to Yeah. But like right here, Donatello's doing the instant math and he's like, uh, this isn't going to work, guys.
1: Now we up the Annie in this fight scene. And again, another scene.
0: Yeah, that was the one taker. Yep.
1: yep, another scene that's a take. And then the thing I love about it is it's I don't know about you, but even now when I watch it, it adds this other layer of oh no, like I feel them, like oh yes, no, it's
0: really tiring. As an adult now, <laughs> you're like oh, I thought we were done, but even even then, it gets
1: like serious. Yeah, like it starts taking another serious tone.
0: Oh yeah, uh, and everything Excellent. around them I love um, it so much. <laughs> what I felt, I what so I much. also felt was when you hear that a lot of these stuntmen and the people who came over from Hong Kong to help make this movie. Mm -hmm. I feel like this is also uh, a flavor of, like, a Jackie Chan fight. Uh, Absolutely is, yes. Uh,
1: This is, uh, the choreograph was, uh, uh, like you mentioned, someone from Hong Kong, a fighting choreographer, and an American stuntman. Those two together are what you're seeing uh, the Turtles perform here against the Foot Clan. And
0: I think that 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 really works, and you didn't know that as a kid at the time, but now as you watch it, it really works because... You know they're taking some lumps, but they're also doing some ninja moves. So it's kind of it feels more realistic. Mm-hmm. On oh, here he is, here he is.
1: Now, <laughs> as you look at the shots when they're taken, um, it it's done so well that it brings me back to the grit of the the comic book covers, and yes. the the turtles' like original look. It just yep. feels gritty. It feels I don't dirty is a is kind of an offensive word but i mean it in the most endearing it's gritty
0: it's very gritty for endearing sure form and, and, I, here. and i love that and even steve Barron, he talked about this and talking about the violence yeah. he talked about how this was a comic book um violence this is um turtles and the ultimate ninjas in the world fighting so this is what the violence is mm-hmm. this isn't kids on the street actually hurting each other and that would be a whole different movie and so that's why he didn't feel like the violence was a big deal. Mm-hmm. And that's why I feel like in today's world, um, you could f- show this to some kids nowadays because it's not violent. Oh, it's so There's mild. There's no blood. Yeah. There's nothing. But it is like some of the best ninjas trying to take each other down. And it's entertaining. Like you said before, I went, I'm went. i entertained so much by this. And um, it's all stunts. And it's not real. So, like, that's one of the things, If you know... This it-
1: is an antique machine that was actually oh not an antique in this antique shop. It was actually top-of-the-line technology. It's called a... Uh, answering, answering machine. machine. and
0: um, You had to put little tapes inside yeah, of it? You and didn't record, even have digital.
1: No. You had to record, literally record other people talking to you, just so you guys know what that is.
0: And if you didn't do it, you wouldn't get their message.
1: Yep. If you forgot to put the tape in or re- rewind, it was over.
0: Uh, this is a little nod to it's her turn. van from yep. the uh, comics and from uh, April Always Has a Van. Of uh, course, they, they just made it a, you know, old school van a uh, great scene right unbelievably here unbelievably uh, well Barrett shot right said here. that this was a sally menke insert that that she did to give you that gravitas mm-hmm. uh and it really works look at that. danny
1: going whoops
0: oh i told oh and this is brutal and this is something i thought was so great again kind of like um uh empire strikes back with luke interacting with yoda he punches splinter right and so you go that's real he's actually punching. Splinter. yes um
1: my f- <laughs> my favorite part is that shredder is talking to a rat a giant rat who's fighting in the old ways in the old ways, and he's yes. very confused by that and it doesn't come until later that he goes
0: oh it's oh, the rat from the cage yes and I love this. He doesn't yeah. even have oh, to say this, anything. This, this is, is the, scene the scene where the kid this dies. This is the scene yeah. where the king d- kid dies. But yes. you're right. Um, he said, Baron said that he had done a lot more fighting scenes with the kids. But again, like you said, they cut that stuff out. <laughs> yes, they, they um, slashed it. But this scene this. specifically, they didn't cut it out, but they overdubbed it and made it more, um, even in the American version. Because as you could s- see, he kills this kid. And then they say, but then they dub, you don't see anybody's mouth no. move. You just see, oh, he's alive, oh, he's alive. So, uh, but
1: t- tell me about the weight. If that he just straight kills a kid like that,
0: well, I think that that would make the scene with Casey later on be even more of a gut punch. Like, mm-hmm. really? Yeah. But it's a kids' movie, so he'll be all right. He'll be all right. <laughs> he'll be okay. We're he, fine. No, Everything's fine. He's he's not he's not all right. Uh, if you were just watching the silent without it, you're like, he's dead. This guy's really upset.
1: Yeah. It it just adds. And that so that funny. absolutely would be in the comic book. Just so you know, it would be in the comic. But you it's would so definitely.
0: funny because as a kid, I don't think I ever noticed that.
1: No, and it, well, the weight was real, and that could be argued the other way. There is like I don't sure. know if you need it because the kids won't. We we created that in our head anyway. Yeah, exactly. We- um, but with hopefully, as you hear us talk and talk a lot about Baron's cut, uh, this is the world. I wish we lived in a Snyder world where we could get Baron's cut. And I would out there in to the see, world
0: oh i would love a 4k <laughs> steve Barron, all everything brought back in here yeah
1: you can digitally kind of remove all the flaws in this i
0: think that if you the biggest number one thing you're going to see coming up here is when donatello opens his mouth you see the eyes. digital yeah just that wipe out, that out and, yeah. you're, and it'll be amazing
1: right but again part of me loves it in here because sure. of this is an art piece oh yeah it's an absolute art piece this shouldn't exist
0: it, it it is a it yeah um and again right here this is philosophy everybody this is a dad talking to a son who is estranged from his dad about his sons and about how much he loves his his sons this is and again this is the realism this um, is
1: uh, three hours outside of New York you have this beautiful gorgeous North Carolina house <laughs>
0: that's right uh, again as a kid you don't notice that and in the comic books they do go absolutely to a, they do this uh, house. Yes. In the wilderness of New York, but this right here is a little too wildernessy. But that's okay; we don't notice totally it. Fine. And it, and it's great because it is an abandoned house, and uh, you feel that.
1: Also, uh, giving the actors room to play a little bit, we get Elias and Judith kind of in their element to show you how good of actors they actually are. Oh,
0: so good! I was gonna say. We didn't talk about it earlier, but um, Elias, uh, love him. He's in one of my favorite war movies ever, The Thin Red Line. Mm -hmm. Um, He's in that film. He's also in Prophecy uh, with Christopher Walken. He's been in tons of stuff. Um, She's been in tons of stuff, too. Uh, I'm trying to remember that she popped up something recently in a movie that I thought was really interesting. Hmm. It was like a Quentin Tarantino, Robert Rodriguez. But anyway, she's been around as well. Yes. Oh, yeah, this is brutal. Uh, (laughs) Yeah. Yeah, you needed to...
1: And again, this is early for its time as well, and this is very young and very hip. Like, this isn't something you'd see in a typical movie. Uh, is April standing up for herself? This is an Eastman and Laird special yep. about how they built April in the first place. Yep. She's always been a leading woman. She's always kind of been mimicked after Um, Ridley.
0: Yeah, no, for sure. And here we are definitely... Like you said, I think this movie is ahead of its time in many ways. The way it's shot, the characters. Um, you may watch it now in 2023 and go, yeah. But back <laughs> yes, then, but think about how people were going. You can't have a quiet moment with her right now drawing. Um, and I was going to bring up that Steve Barrett is the director mm-hmm. of the video Take On Me, mm-hmm. where they change from um, art to uh humans yes, yes yes and he said that he wanted to do that here and that totally makes so much sense now where they go from drawing to that mm-hmm. and he thought it was a nice nod to the comic books i
1: don't know believe i can't figure out why i have to actually tell people this but they're insulting each other through the alphabet yes someone it, didn't catch that when i watched it with someone was like, it's
0: even smarter because the very next line it starts with an I, which uh-huh, is going to yes. be the next thing it's not an insult so, but
1: so they're trying to figure out Insults as they go through the alphabet, which I love.
0: Yep. G. Nice. (laughs)
1: Also, Casey's winning. I don't know. Uh, Yeah,
0: exactly. (laughs) And so next would be I. Yes. And Donnie says. Boom. (laughs) Hey. Hey. I guess that one of the writers of this was one of the writers on The Wonder Years. Oh. And I loved that show growing up, and that makes a lot of sense. That has a lot of heart and fun jokes, and so that makes a lot of sense now. I, also,
1: I also forgot to mention that the illustration here also lends itself to the alternate ending that we'll talk about oh, later. Oh, yes, yes. Um, she can clearly draw, right? Yes. So yes.
0: Uh, but I love all the little drawings. I love, again, Leo is standing guard. He's tired. This is all going into that that feeling. Uh, Mikey and Donnie are trying to live and do other stuff, and Leo just can't let it go. And, you know, it's a quiet, tender moment. And that's, you need this. And this, this is...
1: is, again, in the comic book, guys. Like, this is, yeah. y- you don't. Honestly, if you want to see how good this movie is, truly compare it to Number Two, and I love Number Two on a totally different level.
0: As a kid of the '90s, you gotta love Number Two, but yeah. for the comic book movie, this is a great. If film we want to
1: talk now. about something that would hold up, yeah, I put, I, I genuinely put this film against any other Turtles iteration. Uh, it's a yes. whereas Number Two is very nostalgic. Yes. Like you and I were talking about, like how much of this is nostalgia, how much of this is an actual film, and. Excellent, excellent stuff going on here.
0: Yep, and she's like, No, I'm good. Thank you. Yeah,
1: <laughs> but but like you and I talk about nostalgia, Tur- turtles 2 is nostalgia. Yes, I agree. Th- there's not a ton in turtles that like you go, Well, this is why this is so good. It's mostly because it's fun,
0: it's fun, exactly. Um,
1: combat cold cuts, you have a, Yeah, all that,
0: but this is a movie donuts. that holds up. And we were talking before we started, um. Mm-hmm we both great 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 little joke um that this is definitely one of the best comic book movies that's ever been made Mm -hmm. um as a comparison to the comic yeah that's um, that's exactly right if you're talking about your personal taste that's something different yeah but to the comic book it's pretty high up when it comes to the
1: honestly like 300 might be yeah might be the one ahead of it and i don't know of another one
0: It's yeah, it's they're they're and I love this. They've been fighting the entire movie, but they really love each other. mm -hmm. Get a grip, will you?
1: But again, this is the this is that brotherly thing that you don't even really get. I think that Mutant Mayhem did a really good job at it. Um, But there's brother love here, where I hate you, I hate you. Don't ever get hurt. Yes. (laughs) Don't ever hurt yourself.
0: Yeah. the, The the they go to some darker emotions in this movie, which. Oh kodak uh which was a film company that's a they film made,
1: not digital film
0: they made a uh uh commercials uh you there may some weird thing in there <laughs> uh but again and then
1: my favorite scene when i was a kid is them this. learning this how is to so beautiful the montage scene is one of my favorites
0: and i think this is beautiful and Barrett talked about it in his commentary
1: that's supposed to be mikey
0: Uh, That feels very much... And it was
1: Raph's voice.
0: Okay, interesting. But
1: Mikey was the one punching the bag and got up on the top and screamed, but they changed it to Raph because it didn't make sense. Yes.
0: Yeah. I always felt, even after, since I saw Predator, that was his Arnie moment. Yes. Yes. (laughs) Yes. um, And, uh, again, now we're meeting the bad guys. We're seeing their uh, their little operation. Uh, And this
1: is the thing that I'm interested to figure out how Mute Mayhem changes. Yes because what is your obsession with the turtles? I don't know what his obsession with the turtles will be in the next film. Exactly. But that's up to Seth Green and his crew. Yes. I ain't going to worry about it. The
0: past. Yep. And this is going... Oh, and just like the...
1: Yep. His
0: little hat. I love his little hat right there. Yes. Uh, but again, uh, Baron said that he wanted to take the turtles and put them out in nature. And it works, because it makes you feel like they're real. They mm-hmm. really are there. And yes, they're made with, you know, mechanical servos and all that, but yes. your eye and your heart, if you're watching this movie go, that's a real tree. That's real grass. They're kicking over. Yeah. And that just makes it way, way more real. Mm-hmm. Using uh, the sword. Don't have any <laughs> knives. Thought that was funny.
1: This joke. Uh, just like, it hasn't like, I'm not a huge fan of puns and I think it started with this joke. <laughs> Might have been when I was eight or nine years old. I watched this movie and I was like, you know what?
0: This is probably the punniest joke of the entire movie. <laughs> I mean, yeah. with
1: all the amount of puns they could do.
0: Yeah. No, I, I agree. I. Uh, and, and again, um, I've been watching some reaction videos and people are like, oh, is this the romance scene? No, no, it's a kid's movie. But, yeah, yeah. you know, there's little hints.
1: Yes, there are. <laughs> I do like that Raph's part of this joke, though.
0: Turtle Wax.
1: <laughs> yeah, I would want to leave the house now too. Yeah, you know what? Let's go back uh, to New York. I'm just. Yep. <laughs> I'm tired.
0: And and uh, this is from the um, comic book as well. They mm-hmm. them to, leaving and having to uh, come back to New York, as it were. Uh, and that'll that's all kind of this is kind of an all an amalgamation of a lot of the early um, TMNT. Yeah, the first five issues. Yeah, it's which is which is awesome. Mm -hmm.
1: splinter's connection with shredder in this is uh created but uh it's great
0: and that's kind of where you see over the years that's where people like to put their
1: that's where they put their
0: piece that's where they put their piece and then they extrapolate from there and have fun Mm -hmm. where they go oh they were like in the idw comics if you haven't read those they are samurai brothers And a father who are killed. Resurrected. Resurrected. (laughs) Yes. uh, Which is really cool. Great concept. And the comics are amazing. Um, But it is a little bit different. Do I like it more or less than this one? No. I think they're both great takes. And I want to see what those characters do. Mm -hmm. And that's kind of the fun with the Turtles.
1: So now I'll talk real quick about the Turtles and their origin story. Mm. um, As we've kind of expressed that. Uh, Yes. The Turtles are a love letter to Frank Miller and his run on Daredevil. Yep. Um, so much so. Uh animals were also kind of a hit around the eighties at this time, so anthropomorphic animals were really starting to blow up and everybody kind of liked them. Yep. So, uh Eastman and Laird at a bar one day were just kinda talking about how funny it would be if a turtle could like wield ninjutsu and they drew a thing on a napkin and that inspired them to write and create the Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles. Yep.
0: And they only thought they were going to do one issue.
1: Yes. So they created uh, the Shredder. The Uh, Shredder was a literal cheese grater. Uh, Eastman put it on his hand and kind of played with it and was like, I'm the Shredder. And that everything about it was a joke, uh, including the Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles aspect of it was like a part of a joke.
0: Yep. Um, Uh, One of the things that uh, Richie and I have always loved to do over the years in the comic book business is when we talk about Turtles, and we talk about daredevil we say do you know why they're called uh the foot mm-hmm. in tmnt and people say why go because of the hand from marvel comics correct it's a play on that the hand the foot
1: mm-hmm. splinter's name comes from uh daredevil's mentor which is stick yep And he's Splinter
0: exactly. So there's a lot of the
1: ooze in which that they actually are created from the comic book are actually the canister that fell into the sewer from the sewer from Daredevil's accident
0: exactly. Which is you know which is a really cool little um, part. Uh, This is a really um, uh, scene. And speaking of, Baron said that this is something that he wishes wishes they would do more of with Turtles. Is more of the spiritual side because for him when he was making this movie, this was where they finally boosted up. To where they're not just um, physically proficient, they're mentally proficient. Yes,
1: uh, shout out to Tom Waltz in his current iteration of the Turtles, because they are currently getting spiritual powers.
0: It's great, yeah. Um, Beautiful shot a second ago with there on the farm. Love this shot that we're going to be seeing here of the Turtles. Story-wise here, we're also talking
1: about um, Turtles now have been uh, spoiled brats with too much talent to lost children without their daddy. To now, uh, abled young adults ready to take on the challenges of yep, the day. And I
0: love that he just holds on that. That's, mm-hmm. that's great. And now we're back in New York city, rainy, dark, gloomy.
1: If this isn't noir, I don't know what is. And this has got to be one of the first remnants of me falling in love
0: with noir. Uh, yeah. Yep. Yeah, I love and really cool old truck. Come on.
1: And then, uh, Casey admitting that he's claustrophobic, which is funny because there's a turtle, there's a gentleman inside a turtle that is losing his mind actually being claustrophobic.
0: Exactly. And, uh, we, and when we watch old movies, we always give the movie one or two, uh, (laughs) gimme's. Yeah. There's a joke here that we just give it, it was a different time and we move on. (laughs) Um, Well,
1: yeah. And there's a, there's some takes about this film about minor racism and things like that. And I don't see it. Uh, no, I talk no. from a p- place of privilege, so it's not sure. really for me to say if I see it or not. Sure, um, I will say that. Um, uh for me, it made me fall in love with the um, Eastern culture. of, absolutely. of ninjutsus well, um, and things like
0: that. And, I'm wearing a Godzilla shirt as we uh, as we record this. Mm-hmm. And growing up, that's absolutely right. Godzilla movies, TMNT. Um, it opened my eyes and made me more for in my opinion right more open to that Uh, different cultures different religions different things ninjutsu godzilla the cultures all that it didn't it didn't preclude it for me right Uh, i could see some people saying that it may be stereotypical or maybe you know 80s kind of hong kong fun for the day for sure
1: there was a bit of an argument here where like um our antagonists are all um asian and that's that is a take, but it's not, like, for me, there's a lot of um, other races involved in here, not Absol- just... And they're
0: from Japan, right. so that's...
1: But, yeah, that, that connection to Japan, I think, is important.
0: Yes, it is. Because yes. it
1: solidifies um, discipline and the what you can use with that weaponry.
0: And that's one of the things we talked about, how we felt that was kind of missing from Mutant Mayhem. Correct, yeah. was the Japan... Um, eastern culture sort of aspects just somewhere yeah they kind of took that away and made it more kids in today but it still really worked yeah and that uh, is definitely arguably
1: for me like it's like what do you want to focus on because like to me it feels almost a little worse that we just kind of like haphazardly yeah kind of like taken in, which is how the turtles were created. So don't get me wrong. That's that's right.
0: Sure. But and in today's world, cause, everyone's learned everything. Because yeah,
1: so. you and I talk about how, like, they're not actually ninjas. The turtles actually are very much samurai. Yes. Um. They, they don't do much of ninja stuff at all, whereas the Foot Clan are absolutely ninjas. Yes. They will use anything.
0: Uh, this works. I've always loved... Durr, talk about a durr, great line. And I love that they give a little...
1: Did you know that Pizza Hut spent $20.3 million on advertising when the VHS came out, besides the fact
0: that, that Dom- Domino's yes. was the this is, crazy. <laughs> this is the
1: product on the inside of the movie?
0: Yep. And but, every time a Turtles movie comes out, I guess pizza just skyrockets. As it should. It, as it should. Uh,
1: but my question to you is, when you see this movie, yes. what pizza are you trying to get? Are you going for Domino's? Or are you going for Pizza Hut? Um,
0: in today's you're talking world, not
1: today. I'm talking then. Back then, yeah. What ooh, were you craving? Back then, yeah, I would go Domino's. It was dominoes? Domino's. Domino's,
0: right. uh, jalapenos, black olives, and I really. was
1: synonymous with Pizza Hut for when it came to Turtles. I was like, Turtles and Pizza Hut are like this man.
0: Sure. Well, and I was gonna say. um that was how. That was the company that you could buy the VHS. Yes. And for the kids out there, VHSs were tapes <laughs> that had the movies that you actually had it to It was kind
1: of like that answering machine.
0: Yes. <laughs> a big black tape that you had to put into a machine. Uh, but you could actually buy them at Pizza Hut, and guess what? They sold a lot of copies. A lot. And in fact, I think that's probably where my family got ours, probably. Oh, I'm sure. Uh, I was young. I wasn't thinking about you know where uh, we were yeah. buying the movies from. I, like.
1: I do know that my uh, just let's call it deviant requests for pizza. I oh, yeah. had to have, I had to have given the stock shareholders a really good bump in I'm the sure years they, from 90 to 97.
0: Uh, along with that. And remember in the nineties, like the, uh, the reading, mm-hmm. the pizza, you get a free pizza. If you so oh, they, yeah. they made, they made a, a, a lot of money,
1: a killing on this,
0: uh, going back to the hideout, we're entering into the, uh, third act here now um casey's been following Ugh, what him. a third
1: act though i'm so i'm i'm going to do my best to talk through this third act because all i want to do is watch it for the fifth or seventh know, time for in the a row
0: time i know um uh it's not recruiting day so a lot of the kids are out doing yeah. <laughs> yeah. uh <laughs> for the doing
1: stuff for the record uh if they built a club like this now i'd go to it
0: Oh yeah. Uh, one of the things even with people who uh, I've been watching, like I said, on YouTube reaction videos, people are like, that's a cool club even for today. Yeah, yeah. I'm like, that's hilarious. Let's see. Uh, again, Danny, the kid who has a um, hard time with his uh, father, is going to be uh, um, connecting with Splinter and I love that about this movie because, you know, that's another character getting an arc. Mm-hmm. Um, not a huge one, but it is an arc there. He learns to get over uh, his own stuff with Splinter and then do- does it with his own Well, dad. and
1: I would argue that what this movie does behind the idea of all this uh, craziness is it's explaining um, relationships and aging. Yeah. In my head, sure. you know? Uh, you see the turtle's growth from stupid kids to young young adults with understanding of their place in the world. And you see the same exact same with thing with Danny. Yeah. You know?
0: Yeah, exactly. And I love this again, going back to that Super 8 footage uh, with the uh, camera and the backstory with a Very dark for a kid's film, but I love it because it adds that weight mm-hmm. that we talked about yeah. earlier.
1: Weight you're just, I, I promise you, you will not find anywhere in the turtles, in anything turtles, honestly.
0: They uh, went. They they went there for a lot of this movie, and that's what I really appreciate. Um, yeah. At the time, it was you know big risk, but now I'm like, yes, this is brutal, and that's why there would be so much hatred and even resentment. in our
1: even in our current the mutant mayhem's. Uh, it's a uh, it's not a there's not like a weight like this. No, you know,
0: no, you're right. Uh, mutant mayhem was a uh, delightful, uh, unbelievable. Uh, but this but this feels like a really great comic book movie, and like you said. Um, I think that I would show them this movie first to be like, this is the pure turtles. And then this is the, here's all the other kinds that you can decide which ones you like.
1: This is the part that Baron added. This is the connection from splinter and
0: with the ear and the, which is great. I mean, you know, that's brutal. Everyone has to lose a little something, gain something, you know, that's all the, and again, right here, very subtle upon your brow. It's Mm -hmm. like, Oh Well, so he didn't. He's not dead. He's probably the shredder. He's probably the shredder. Oh, okay. I think Splinter
1: knows already. Oh, yeah. Where uh, Rokusaki has no idea what's which is my favorite part is a rokusaki can't put one and one together here yeah it's like i just don't understand why these guys fight like this like, i
0: went in and i killed my rival and my girl that i wanted that's yeah. a bummer and sliced off a rat's ear but a rat is teaching <laughs> turtle ninjutsu that yeah, that
1: just what is going on what's,
0: that, that's not that's not happening and again the minute he drops it of course he's behind him of yes course he is
1: And again, just a presence. Like, he's not a big man, but man, he's he's scaring the crap out of everybody. The design. uh, This
0: this is still the best, um, until we see him, this is the best shredder that we've had. By far. uh, Since as well. Mm -hmm. And the the camera's really up close, so you feel that, like, you know. Um, And uh, again, why'd you take the the picture here? Yes. Um, Danny. Danny
1: likes to mess up. He Danny likes to lot. move this movie right along with the plots. He's like, "Oh, this is getting slow. Let me let me do something crazy."
0: And if you see an interview with him, like from the past couple of years, he mm-hmm. just looks like old Danny now. Oh, really? Like That's he funny. Does, he does not look um, too too crazy. Uh, they're back. Yes. And I remember as a kid just being like, "That is so awesome!" You know, the bad guys mm-hmm. are afraid. So
1: you and I were talking about earlier, uh, as we move into this awesome, awesome. Uh, and fight scene um about like what this represented, and you had talked about Star Trek and how it uh kind of like opened it up. Explain that a little bit, uh,
0: yeah, so you know uh mutant mayhem is the new movie, and people are saying. Um, the people are loving it. The, the All the stuff's going crazy. People are buying uh, toys, comics, all that. Uh, people who never got into Turtles. Mm-hmm. And, I, and Richie and I have been into Turtles since we could remember. Yeah. And so I kind of feel like we're in a Star Trek, Star Trek Next Generation sort of era, where the first 25 years of Star Trek was the people like us going, we'll see the movies, we'll see all the shows, give it to us however, animated series, cool. And then Mm -hmm. when Next Gen came out, that's when other people went, oh, Star Trek's pretty cool. Let me go watch the old stuff or let Mm -hmm. me go become a part of this franchise. And I think that's kind of what's happening now. It's not an exact one-to-one. Right. But but something similar.
1: And I agree with that. But what I was thinking about is also, like, in the early days, I was trying to figure out how I could describe this to um, kids now that, like,
0: yes uh,
1: there's a whole world of uh, people and what we'll, we talk about it many times especially when we're talking about marvel films um we live in an era where kids have been exposed to excellent excellent comic book films and, and yes. content yes uh, s- for 20 some years now yes uh almost feels like you can't do bad comic book no stuff, no you know? i mean
0: th- that's one of the things that we talk about now as of this recording um late 2023 People don't even want good superhero movies anymore. Yeah. They need to be excellent superhero. Correct.
1: They can't be good. They have to blow your socks off. Right. Yes. And at this time in my world, um, I had seen the cartoons and I really, when they, when they took it so seriously, they gave it such a breath because no one was going to take this seriously. If it was a cartoon. No, this would have been just a kid movie and we'd have forgotten about it forever ago. Yes. And what I compare it to today, is we have a trailer out now for something called Five Nights at Freddy's. Oh, yep. And I can see that the kids that loved Five Nights at Freddy's are finally going to experience what I got to experience when I watched this film. Sure. They're going to see sense. a reality-based yeah. version of this scary YouTube show. Yeah. In a, a legitimate film that's being taken very seriously.
0: And then no, that and they're going to see like their that. heroes yeah. on
1: the screen. You know. Yeah. And I think that's a one-to-one comparison there. Where you you'll know what that felt like if you really loved Five Nights at Freddy's when you were a kid, and they're finally putting it on the screen. Here yeah. we go.
0: Uh, yeah, I no, that's that's a great comparison, but but either way, um, I'm happy the turtles are just as hap, you know big as ever, and oh, yeah. so you know people are going to go back and watch this movie forever. And so, so I, on Rotten
1: Tomato, happy. this film got 42. percent uh, That's a crime. And I that's a crime. I will fight you. From I think here till great. the end of time.
0: I think this is a great movie. We talked about it. This is great.
1: Yeah. This is the best TMNT film with Ma- Mutant Mayhem being right behind it.
0: Uh, yeah. I mean, Mutant Mayhem is a great reinvention. It's a great new era for Turtles. And I'm excited to get more movies, TV shows, all that. But if you want to know, if you want to know what the Turtles were like growing up or what they were from the comics, either read the comics or check out this first movie. Mm-hmm. Those mm-hmm. are the two right here. Jack Nichols, Nichols uh, uh, yes. got into the senior. Right here, is it connected? Did they know?
1: Did they know?
0: I'll never... You see? <laughs> uh, but again, love that, because that ties in that he's into all sports. Excellent choice in music here. Uh, this yes. is a
1: different actor.
0: I mean, I bet it would be really hard to uh, mm-hmm. uh, skate on uh, with all that stuff. Wow. And again, these are all sets that were uh, built, and you can just really feel that. The wetness. Uh, Sam Rockwell.
1: Sam Rockwell, who blew up after this movie.
0: Oh, yeah. Uh, Academy Award-winning Sam Rockwell.
1: Everybody's got to start somewhere. It's fun to have Sam here, like, given this weight way before he even, like, had clout.
0: Yep. And here's Splinter being the ultimate dad, which I love. But I love that even, um, right here, um, saying that the turtles splinter and splinter in them, they are a found family. Yes. The foot and these guys are not. And so right. m- these two meeting and being like, this is, I love this scene. This is, this is really philosophical and big for a kid's movie.
1: Well, not only that, but it works today. Let's talk about propaganda. And yep. like, like these kids were, uh, they were, uh, sensitive. They were, uh, malleable if that makes sense like easy victims easy targets to take and say i'm family it shows you that a toxic relationship is no relationship at all no and how how unbelievably like just how how like
0: poignant is that even to today it still is uh bringing back the original uh title song from the beginning of the movie now that we're at the end Mm -hmm. uh great uh, Baron said that this was a lot of trailer uh, shots, which we do see. Yes, uh, but they're great. They're fun little quips and one lines.
1: Again, the banter here is on another level. Very fantastic.
0: Shell of a Yes. <laughs> Come on, that means it's so good.
1: Uh, but it's also important to create this kind of levity because when they do get exposed to Shredder all of this stops. <laughs> it's yes, like it your does. heart. The, the movie itself stops.
0: Yes, it does. It like, gets really serious. You're right. <laughs> and that's a great,
1: uh, and I think it's important they give you this part because the turtles are not challenged by the foot. Clan no, no, they're at all. They're better now. Yeah. And at, at this with, point, yeah, they have gotten to the point where four of them could take on an army of literal thousands.
0: Uh, yeah.
1: And it does not matter.
0: <laughs> oh, oh. <laughs>
1: Yeah, great set fun. piece.
0: Yeah, and again, this is this is. I know back then it was violent, but here this is just fun. It's goofy. They're just hitting each other. Guys yeah. are falling over. There's
1: no kid now that would watch this that would even tell you it's violent. No, they no. would be like video
0: games are ten uh, times more violent. <laughs> just even at the time, Overwatch. Yeah, more. Yeah,
1: even at the time, like two, three years after this, we get Mortal Kombat.
0: Yeah, that's true. Yeah, so, uh but you're right. It's all fun, and then stops the music stops and again you can see the uh how that shot
1: sucks the air out of the room yep. literally has a sound effect to do so and then four turtles only one of them lands a hit in the first attack
0: <laughs> or what this is um and like you said about uh, how they created the shredder i believe this is what the joke you know the little, yes the it close is law
1: yeah also good it's important to know he's super threatening in a giant purple sequin suit. And um, yeah. And I'm scared of him.
0: <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Close law. And yeah, uh, i try to remember what was the, the they were originally going to call him the, it, it was going to be called something like, not the shredder is going to be called Captain Bonesaw or something. something.
1: Yeah. Something ridiculous. Yes. Yep. Uh,
0: that's pretty brutal. I, Rock, paper, scissors. Here we go. Uh, um, <laughs> yeah. And again, that's 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 adorable. That's into their character. It's a serious situation. But the turtles are going to be like, hey, brother, let's do In this. In the
1: background, you will catch uh, the creator, Kevin Eastman. Yep. Uh, he had a bigger bit part, but they cut it down to a background say, piece.
0: Yeah, there's going to be a, a garbage truck that he was supposed to set up yes. bigger, uh, but they cut it out. And this set... Uh, do you know what this set used to be? No. The set is a reused set for Big Trouble in Little China. Oh. They took some of the out exterior shots and made that into the outside New York here.
1: Excellent. Again, they don't land a blow here. No, they do not. <laughs> Just, oh,
0: but Splinter's gone, and I. Yeah. again, that's awesome. Like a ninja.
1: Excellent. Just choreographed great.
0: Yep, and to and to show you that um, the turtles have met their match.
1: Yeah, ah. don't worry, our boy Leo has enough training to at least get one hit.
0: One hit, <laughs> but Splinter's good. <gonna>, I again, <laughs> th- how they do it? They could have made it cheesy or over the top, but they have it. Splinter being awesome here in a minute and just calmly taking care of Shredder. Yes, he's not. You know, he's, he's, he's equal or better to Shredder, but he's not, um, half than showing it off, which is the, yeah.
1: This is also a scene, uh, the dumpster scene was also removed from, but the dumpster scene, I can see being removed for a little bit.
0: Uh, it is a different time, everybody, late (laughs) eighties, early nineties, you know, vigilantes were, you know.
1: Well, and I like the finality of it all, where yes. they're like, we're going to end this.
0: Yes. Which is like the comic. It's exactly because, like the comic. Yeah, because um, uh, you'll see here in a little bit, but um, the shredder doesn't make it through. That is a great facial expression for pain. Yes. Like right yes. there. Yeah. It's wonderful. And again, this is evil right here. This is. It's,
1: yeah. So it, it had, had a, name.
0: a name. Yeah, it's great. Yeah. And, um, of course, the bad guy would mess with their heads. And this is what you do in ninjutsu. You make somebody so mad that they can't think. Right. And you have the upper hand. And that's the...
1: Leo's the one that landed the blow and then made the one. mistake yeah. of getting angry.
0: Yep. And we're all... Uh, Even
1: Angry Raph didn't go after it. He nope. didn't take the bait.
0: He was the first. And then they get all... And then and i do up, like.
1: That the the nunchuck is the uh the weapon of choice because so many people were against the nunchuck. (laughs) Yeah, that yeah, that blew me away doing research. I was like, why do we have a problem with the nunchuck? Nunchuck.
0: That's so funny. And he's gonna kill him there if it wasn't for Splinter. Oh, come on! This is so awesome. This is just a master
1: right. And it's funny because I feel like Splinter goes the same route as Yoda. Where as a puppet, you were like, "Oh, I bet this thing could have done some nasty stuff." Moves, and as technology's gotten better, we've got to see Splinter be.
0: But this works way
1: badass. But this works because Yoda and Splinter are old and don't need to move much.
0: No, they don't. He yep. just. And there it is—the Sp- connection. Shredder he's...
1: just figured it out, guys. He is not the smart one. No, he he's that. not.
0: No. Uh, but yep, he's a excellent. Oh. Yeah.
1: Excellent ninjutsu master, not so much a detective. Nope.
0: And I love that little look. He's like, "You're coming at me, okay? <laughs> Whoop!" That's so great. That's so.
1: So real quick, as we approach the end here again, you'll see uh, a pretty gr- grotesque end, but not the the heroes. Don't do this to him. No, no. It's the, Splinter. the
0: vigilante does it. Yeah, and Splinter. Yes. Yeah, pl- well, and he. Or I'm sorry, not
1: Shredder. Shredder is doing it to,
0: Yeah, he calls this to himself. He yeah. couldn't
1: just let it go.
0: Let it go, and so that's why he's gonna honor one of the best lines of the movie And yeah
1: for the honor. record casey jones absolutely would hit this button yes he would in every iteration oops
0: um and that's straight from the comic the crushing yes. of the because uh, they didn't think that they were going to do another issue so yeah um, with as hard as
1: it was to get it off the ground i can't imagine they thought they'd get more
0: and right here you these people in suits are hugging a puppet but it's yeah. real there's real lighting and you feel that
1: so now we're at the end of this film, and a lot of people talk about how like it's just a quick in and out kind of movie, and I think that's how it. Uh, another reason why it's a better comic book film. Yeah, comic book films should feel like you read a comic book. Sure, and it gives you everything you need. You got
0: everything? Yes, you got a little bit of romance. You got some humor. You got some. This is philosophy. You Thirty-six got,
1: yes. to forty-eight pages. Yep. of a comic book. And you're you done. You
0: watch it and you're done and you can go about your day. Exactly. There's now, of course, what I'd like to see a three-hour...
1: <laughs> I'm here for PG it, PG-13
0: but... crazy, you know, yes, someday I would love that. That would be fun as a Turtles fam. Right. But you're right. This is a perfect just encapsulation of that time in the 90s and the Turtles as a whole of where mm-hmm. they were at. It's I think it.
1: I think it also highlights where the Turtles came from because Turtles came from this idea of New York. Yes. I don't even know if New York is... No, it's not like this, this anymore. anymore. No, you know, it's not. You know, like like this is a a, go- a bygone era, so now it becomes kinda like the same as when you watch noir detective films and things like that. When they are in the it, It's just wonderful.
0: No, exactly. Yep, and another uh, father and son uh, coming together moment there. Uh the police coming at the end of the movie to tie up their bit from <laughs> yes. the uh of the movie. Mm-hmm. And then, um, I do like this, how she, uh, talks herself into more, uh, yeah, she's like, come on.
1: So let's talk about the alternate ending. Okay, yes. Um, in the original ending after the Turtles have defeated Shredder, they are celebrating on a rooftop. A scene was to follow where April and Danny go to a comic book publisher and pitch the idea of walking, talking turtles. Oh, that's, that's, the yeah, publisher that's... rejects the idea, thinking the idea is too far-fetched, all the while unknown to him that the turtles are watching through the, wi- the building window. Oh, that's, yeah. Michelangelo seems to fall, but is revealed that he's hanging on the ledge, commenting on what he just heard the clip can be seen online featuring the voices on the set performers of the turtles before their voices were dubbed for the final cut that's awesome so like that was where the illustrations were also going to lead is that she could draw the comic book gotcha and they were going to pitch teenage mutant ninja turtles and that's i love that the guy's gonna go no one's gonna read that that's crazy if that's not an a marvel ending scene that's so much a
0: marvel ending (laughs) scene for sure um love this again you know hey i'm the hero aren't you you know again very clever very nice april and casey um back and forth here mike
1: tyson was a very aggressive uh <laughs> boxer. boxer not, not just, just a, a pigeon crazy <laughs> <laughs> pigeon yeah, not, farmer.
0: Just, not just a crazy guy yeah all right here yeah oh we got some of that music
1: two quick cuts of songs here um 9.95 is the name of the tongue here and then we have um turtle power turtle power by end. criminal what is it
0: Pr- <laughs> criminal time or
1: yeah something but an excellent song that unfortunately has the wrong uh display of raphael
0: partners in crime
1: partners thank you crime with a k
0: <laughs> uh here it is and then this is a. Uh... Uh, this is one of the things that we use around our house is I made a funny, yes. we use this around, I have always liked cowabunga. Great. That's, and it was funny cause, uh, uh, kids back then were like, what are they going to do cowabunga? That's like the James Bond moment yeah, right there. Correct, That's yeah. like, we were
1: waiting for it the whole movie. Here it is. Uh, oh, such a great song except for he screws up the raft line. So uh, I, yes I can't, I can't forgive him for that. <laughs> I can't forgive him for that. It's a great song. I said, yeah,
0: thanks to Mark Friedman and Mark Friedman. I
1: need to, ma- I need to call out Mark Friedman Huge uh, part of the turtle story. This thing sure. does not happen without him. He was ridiculously relentless with his love for the turtles. Yep. And, uh, yeah,
0: that's why we got movies. That's why we it's got Why you have anything exactly. it's,
1: is uh, Mark Friedman. So,
0: well, that was great guys. Wow. Uh, a quick one started over let's go again. I'm uh, just yeah, let's, ready again let's watch it one more time why not um great time everybody loved that yes um you see brian henson there where uh, the cast is coming up mm-hmm. uh so i think uh i think is there anything else we want to say about this movie before we uh so yeah like i said world?
1: yeah so like i said uh this is to me a pitch perfect comic book film yes i think uh as i progress through this podcast with you I will constantly try to find one that will look um, or feel so close to both both iterations that had come out to the time but mostly the comic book like Absolutely. I said, Right off the top of my head, I think three hundred's probably the only
0: one. Uh, Sin City.
1: Yep, Sin City definitely. Probably, yep. but, but, uh, but
0: but this is a great representation. But this is yes. so
1: ahead of its time. Um, it will forever be placed in my heart. I hope you guys watch this without our voices all over it. Yes. Um, and just enjoy it. Make it something you watch once a year. Yep. Put that on, and then put the Mutants uh, of Mayhem uh, on. And
0: I mean, I know I do.
1: Yeah, just enjoy it. Uh, thanks so much for hanging out with us. I think it's time to head to the car, Zach. All let's right. Get out uh, here. Thank you
0: guys. Love it, and remember. Power.
1: That's right. Kalbanga.